And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Welcome to episode 103 of the Holistic Health and Human Potential Show. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis. We have an incredible interview lined up with Dallas Michael Sear. And before we dive into that, I just want to let you know that this show is sponsored by a company called Neurohacker Collective, and they have an incredible flagship product called Qualia, which is my absolute favorite brain-supporting and cognitive-enhancing supplement on the market. It's the only thing I use in that dimension, in that category of nootropics. And if that's something that you are interested in, you can go to the uh, website neurohacker.com and after reviewing it, if it resonates with you and you want to give it a try, you can get 10% off your first order by typing in human potential in the coupon code slot on your checkout. Again, receive 10% off by typing in human potential. And Before we dive into the show, I just want to encourage you, if you have not done this already, if you want to support our show and you want to help us get out to more people all around the world, I would love it if you would take a couple minutes out of your time to leave us a review. You can do this on your iPhones app or you can do this on your computer in the iTunes app and just leave us a five-star review and leave some nice comments or any feedback that you like because the more people do that, the more visible this show becomes to people all around the world looking up topics that we deal with regularly. I would greatly appreciate that. And without further ado, let's dive into this interview with Dallas Michael Sear. It's an incredible conversation. I think it's going to inspire you beyond all measure. So let's do that together. Enjoy this interview. Dallas Michael Sear is a powerful and unique inspirational speaker, transformational life guide, conscious entrepreneur, mentor, and spoken word artist. He is the founder of Ignite Purpose, the ultimate option for coaching for conscious impact-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, future leaders, and those seeking an extraordinary and exceptional life. He is also the creator of Speak, Express, Impact, a powerful training for people who wish to speak more effectively and express more authentically to create greater impact in the world. Welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Let's play. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Um, Yeah, there's so many ways we could start this off. I want to start off by just acknowledging you for the amazing human being you are and 
we've we've kind of been like I don't know cross pollinating or cross connecting through the last couple months of just mutual friends and then dropping in here and there. So I'm excited to really drop in in this recording with you and share this with everyone out there because I know we're going to really dive into some interesting territory. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And I've been looking forward to it and uh, same, like been uh, watching the uh, wonderful stuff that you put out there and I'm like, cool, let's let's play together and I, and, and I would love to learn just more and more about your story as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so awesome, cool. Well, let's start off by diving into your story. Thanks, dude. You know, we I know the work that you're doing. Um, you know, working with like peak performers and entrepreneurs, creatives, people that are driven to create the life of their dreams. Mm-hmm. And how did you create yes, your yes, life? Yes, please. Um, the. Well, it came out of tragedy was the first thing that I experienced. Um, tragedy meaning like 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 I had a very colorful background like many of us, you know, like grew up in the hood. Um, two amazing loving parents, fortunately, but two people who um, just couldn't quite get along. They weren't meant to, you know, to go to distance, which is fine. And... Um, and so through that journey, um, I was – let's just say like I actually stepped into full authentic expression through the culture of hip-hop. Okay. And so because I grew up in the hood that I grew up in, um, being like expressed and um, being like really raw, this, that's what I love about hip-hop. Like there's just something – there's like the rawness around it. There's like a – genuineness yes. around it, like the yeah. culture itself. I, I grew up deep in hip-hop culture yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah. Not, not just like the radio rap music where there, yes. there might be a lot of people putting on airs or whatever and talking about the car and the bling and mm-hmm. shit, um, but, but just truly like the, the, the culture and, and like what, where it came from, yes. right? So there's a rawness to it and authenticity to it. And so even though I had this struggle going on around me, there was like – there was also this like – toughness and fire and authenticity that was Mm. being birthed in me through my environment. Mm. So challenge at home where my parents, you know, were, were, um, going through their, their challenges with alcohol and and drugs. And my dad was oftentimes out of work and just kind of finding his way. Like again, amazing parents. Um, and we were just from very humble means and background. Mm -hmm. And then to be in the house, I was being cared for and loved. Um, but there was challenges and struggle to then going outside and being in my neighborhood where there was just attitude and grit and just, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's just this energy around me that, help to forge a particular attitude and, and yes. kind of in a, in a particular style of living. Let's put it that way. Interesting. Yeah, I, I totally relate. I mean, I feel like I got a lot of my education from people like Nas. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know. And, like my favorite and totally. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I totally relate to a lot of what you're sharing, especially like developing that grit and that attitude and, and qualities of perseverance. Mm-hmm. And so, hmm, I'm curious, like, how does that translate into, like, your upbringing, your, your style? Because what I know about you and some of the message that you share is about authenticity. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm curious, like, how, how some of that has played into that being one of the primary messages that you share, if not the main one. It is. Well, so it's so interesting. The last couple of last couple of years, it's be, becoming foundational and forefront. And because things are always shifting so rapidly now in, in, in our world and, and in my world, let's put it that way, my world, yep, yep. in the last couple of days, it's become like <laughs> the, the friggin' thing, man. Um, it's amazing. So I'll say this. Um, it, it was a big part of my life and it became so very natural as I do believe it, it, it is for all of us. Mm. When there's room for our expression, our authentic selves to be – to be um, seen and and allowed, it comes natural. It's just part of our being. You mm. see a kid playing and just and just you know swinging their arms and legs and just yeah. just being being yeah, yeah. present and it just comes out natural. They're, we can see like the mm. the personality of a child come out so early on, right? It's only when it gets conditioned out of us that it then becomes 
unnatural or, mm-hmm. or even challenging. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, and then obviously society, you know, we, we start to grow up and we become adults and I'm doing my air quotes for yeah. those who's listening, right? We become adults and we want to make money and find our way. And, uh, and we, we got to quote unquote grow up. And so that kind of got conditioned out of me because I'm like, okay, well now it's time to grow up. So this, this part that came so natural expression and play and authenticity and using my voice. I was a, a freestyle hip hop MC. I was a B boy. Um, dabbled a little bit in, in graffiti, just in a notepad. Basically, I didn't mm-hmm. do walls, but but um, but all of that came so natural. Fashion, mm-hmm. like really, really having a unique way of expressing my look. Mm-hmm. All of that, and and um, it can look different for everybody. So I, I like to share this too for those who are very. Um, intellectual and technical and logical and left-brained and introverted, all of you can also have this beautiful, poignant way of being self-expressed and truly mm. owning your unique design. Mm. And it and it's foundational. I believe it adds value to every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. So getting back to your question, I had to grow up at some point, or I thought I did. And so I got away from that and I went into a corporate environment. Got it. Yeah. And it got sucked the frick out of me, man. Mm-hmm. It got sucked out of me. Um, I, I went I went to work at, you know, achievement. I got into the yeah. achievement model. Yeah, yeah. Right? Succeed, succeed, goals, goals, achieve. And there's nothing wrong with having goals. Um, and at the same time, a lot of my a lot of my goals were about trying to prove my worth and prove my value. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of my goals were about sus- just trying to sustain and, 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 you know, make a living. Yeah. Um, a lot of my goals were all focused on getting somewhere. There's always somewhere to get to. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. And so that drove me up until being a financial planner. And I, I had a financial planning practice for seven years. Wow. The first five years I did pretty good. I continued to improve dramatically. My business grew by, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 ish percent on a good year until I hit a significant mark in my business. And even when I started the business, I wanted to be the guy who wore a suit. That's fine. I don't mind dressing up and looking really good. Mm-hmm. And I still wanted to have the nose earring and the earrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem was I looked like a 22 year old kid mm-hmm. who was wearing a suit with a nose earring and earrings and trying to convince somebody to buy a life insurance policy or roll over their half a million dollar. <sighs> their half a million dollar 401k was a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Those folks wanted somebody who did not look like that, basically. Yep. You know, if I'm being honest, I'm, you know, I'd probably question somebody with piercings and tattoos wanting to in quote unquote invest my money. Sure, right? sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as much as I wanted to hold on to that authentic self-expression to some degree, I couldn't. So I I, I lived like me on the weekends and then I became mm. I had to become someone else during the weekday. And I'm sure if you're listening, some of you can relate to this. Yep. During your nine to five, you're one thing. At home, you're another thing. And on the weekends or in your dark places or the places that you wish you could be expressed, you would be a whole nother mm-hmm. thing. And that is killing you. Yes. It killed me. It killed me to the point where I had the best year ever. I'm sitting on a balcony, five-star resort. I'm with the girl that I'm dating and just like having one of those I did it moments I achieved my goal. Look at me, you know, only up, only up from here. I'm a fucking bad mamma jamma. And, uh, and, then, and the next thing, and the next thing, you know, the very next thought in my brain, I've shared this story before. I, the, the very next thought in my brain was, wow, now what? Mm-hmm. And it felt like a vacuum sucked everything out of me in that moment. Yeah. Right. Like the, the carpet was pulled from under my feet. And I'm like, I got to go make this run for the next 12 months all over again. Yeah. And in this, this moment of silence, which I did not allow myself back then, mm. this moment of just stillness while my girlfriend's getting ready in the bathroom and I'm just standing there by myself, it, this voice is the clearest way I can put it. It wasn't like burning bush or, right, you know, right. yeah, you know. Um, although I'm fine if that's how you hear it, you know, but I did hear mm-hmm. an internal voice that was like... Yep. Now what? Like, you're miserable. Yeah. Haven't you been noticing that how hard this is and how the woman in the bathroom who you attempted to let go of multiple times is a wonderful person but not the right person? It's not like a hell yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Haven't you noticed? Like, you're good kind of friends but there's no real – 
polarity and interest there. Mm-hmm. Haven't you noticed your friends who you've been close to for 16 years who are amazing human beings are clearly wanting just different things in life and have different interests. And you're not in the same, going the same direction. It's all no right, no wrong, no nothing. Yeah. Just you guys don't get along as much. So it's not as, it's not as fulfilling when you hang out anymore mm-hmm. and there might be a different tribe for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And haven't you noticed that like this career where, where there might be aspects cause you love to be in the office and, and, and my office was the office fortunately that I was a part of was very big on personal development. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got introduced to Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins. That was my first introduction. Yeah. But it was all about achievement mindset and goal setting and winning. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it had its place. Um, and thank God for that introduction. And although you love these people in your office and although you love your clients, you hate what the frig you're doing. Right. All of that hit me at once like an anvil. And from there, I don't know about you, my friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you mm-hmm. listening. Um, I, I became paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I became paralyzed. It, honestly, um, I would go into the office and if, if the phone didn't ring, I didn't do shit. If a client was like, hey, so-and-so would love a call, like give me a, like just hand me a referral or hand me a check, nothing happened. Wow. And at the time, my renewals weren't big enough to fund all of my expenses, my office, my, my, my part-time assistant, you know? So that was still there, my rent, my car, all that stuff was still there, right? So um, the difference, where did that come from? It came from the sporadic you know, business that would come in the door or credit cards. And mm. I, I started to spiral. No. I went into debt. I slept a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I played golf mm. and I shopped. Those are my three main vocations. And if it, like I said, if something didn't call me into the office and if it wasn't like a have to – you know, and I didn't do it. Were those, were those other activities like kind of coping, coping activities to deal with the fact that you couldn't get it going because you just weren't into it? That's it. Yeah. Just like time fillers, right? That's it. Yeah. Distraction, numb, time filler. Yeah. And here's the thing. It was like, well, I don't know what makes me feel good anymore Mm. because it's not this. I don't know what it is. And yet I do know I feel good when I golf, really feeling good to sleep and shut the world out. I'm not excited to be doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and definitely shopping because I learned that from mom. Mm-hmm. Her, her philosophy uh, at the time <laughs> anyway, she's, she's, she's grown so much. My mom's amazing. But at the time, her philosophy was if you can't afford it, charge it. You know, it's like and my grandmother shop, was the on hole. the other end of that. Yeah. You can't afford it. Don't buy it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's and, and the, fascinating. The, there's pros and cons because from, totally. from there, it's like a scarcity model. No, totally. Yeah. There's right. definitely a middle way for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, so that was my experience. The point that I'm getting at is that self-expression became, it was so natural early on yeah and there was room for it because my parents just loving people they're like hey you know okay that's how you want to dress all right if you want to braid your hair and shave things into your head and wear clothes 10 times the size (laughs) and and talk like that you know i was just straight abonics at the time yeah 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 so i was just in the house i talked normal and then when i hit the street i talked like my friends Mm. literally without exaggeration in my neighborhood where i was born and raised um, I, I don't know. I was one of maybe like 10 white people in a 10 mile radius. Mm. Yeah, I grew up in a place that became little Puerto Rico. That's it. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut in Hart in, in Hartford, AKA the heartbeat. Um, it was like Waterbury, which we call it the dirty water mm. gun wave in New Haven. There's some hoods in Connecticut. People mm. think of like Stanford and Greenwich. Yeah. That was not my experience. Yeah. And with that being said, around my later teen years, I did fall into a group who were in the suburbs but their whole life was hip hop. So even though I got out of the danger neighborhood that I was in, we still just drank 40s, smoked blunts, partied. We, you know, B-boy and MC battles, put on parties mm-hmm. and just, you know, that was my whole, my whole way of being. Mm-hmm. And yet some part of it was so genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that got sucked out of me because I had to build a business and build a life and make money and achieve and, and succeed. And now, ironically, with being a coach and being a, a transformational speaker, more of the artistry is coming out, helping yeah. people, helping people recover and or discover their authentic voice mm. and assisting people in understanding that that's not it, it's not um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like it's not a bonus. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not just how you dress. It's not a nice to have. It's not like, yeah, that sounds cool. And and, and how do I build this business? Right. It's like, right. Right. So if I, if I hear you correctly, the authenticity piece is not like a side focus, Yeah. you know, on the side of like the goal, right? It's actually the thing. It's, it's become so explicitly clear and in my face, how primary it is, yeah. how absolute core foundational fundamental it is. Yeah. My, my my business called Ignite Purpose is a coaching practice, and more and more it's becoming this edutainment platform. Yes, really Love is. It. Yeah, really is. And it's something that was part of my coaching early on, even though I was trying to be Brian Tracy early on, yeah, or yeah. trying to be Tony Robbins. Yep, because it's all, all I knew how to coach was come out of, come out of that world. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> and at the same time, I was calling myself an edutainer. Mm. I was wearing slacks and a button up. You know, no longer the suit. Took the earrings back, but still wasn't quite there yet, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the point that I'm getting at is that um, what I've learned about igniting your purpose and living on purpose and this whole self-expression and authenticity thing is that when you are in that place, then you are sharing the absolute essence of your true being. Yeah. And if you will dare to do mm-hmm. that – because so few will. I mean, those are the John Lennons of our time, yeah. right? The, yeah. If you really think about it, the John Lennons of our time are those who will so dare to give their essence and their presence and their purpose to their expression and their gifts and talents. And that can be in business or anything. But they'll so dare do it that they'll give their freaking life. Yeah, yeah. And the beauty of what comes out of that is – your beingness will absolutely inform every aspect of your doingness. Mm, yeah. And wait, then, wait, let's let's highlight that piece right there because oh. I think that's the that's the core essence of what what is being shared. And really, I mean, so much of the work I do, whether it's with clients, it's it's public speaking, it's in my writing, it's in the fabric of my overall work in the nutrition and human potential field and using nutrition as a model or a vehicle for human potential, it ultimately, it, and more and more for me, it, it can, it cross pollinates with this, this underlining message of becoming all that you really are. And so for me, like from that model, it's like cleansing and detoxification. It's, it's this process of stripping away who you are not, which is like the excess and the crap and the, the, the um, all the gunk that's on your your intestinal lining and all that stuff that's been weighing us down and stripping that away to reveal who we really are. It's an interesting metaphor, but it's I mean it's totally. it's it's fascinating how that piece, what you're sharing, it, it translates and influences every other seemingly compartmentalized area of our life. But as you know, as a coach, right? Like I was just hanging out with um, Matthew Cook mm-hmm. and we were, we were talking about this idea around money, you know, talking to people in enrollment calls and, and seeing the parallel of how people's relationship issues are paralleled with their money issues and just all these in health and all these things. Right. So it's, it really like that speaks volumes to me. And I'd like to just highlight that, that, that piece for everybody. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'll even underline it and bold it and fucking highlight it even more. Yeah. Yeah, please. Because what you just said is integral. That one, we don't live in compartments. Right. Everything affects everything. Yes. Period. Yes. Everything affects everything. And even if you have a dynamic relationship, if your business is struggling, then there is more – that your relationship could be experiencing if your business wasn't. 
Absolutely. If you're completely owning who you are, then that will absolutely intrinsically impact what you develop in your business, the opportunities you see, Mm. the the, the value you create out of it, Mm. the the audience it attracts, and whether whether or not it's people who are just looky-loos or fucking raving fans will matter. Yes. depending on your connection to mm. who the hell you are and mm. your beings, the essence of what you're sharing with the world. Mm. And I, it's so interesting that, that, that totally natural thing of just being ourselves, <laughs> being authentic. Um, it's so interesting how that can often be the, one of the most scary things for people. Yes. And also one of the most vague so a lot of times people okay, are like, well, yeah. what, does that even, what does that even mean? And it blows my mind that the idea of expressing yourself and owning your power and being completely authentic in the world, how could that you – know, how it could be so vague? Yeah. And, and it blows my mind at the same time, if I'm being honest, like you know, six years ago, but prior to all of this, prior to me coming back to this, I get it because I had lost sight of that. Mm-hmm. I had lost mm-hmm. sight of that. And it's it, and it's also because it's like we really do believe we need to be different people. Right. We really do. For us to be safe, for us to be safe in the world, mm-hmm. for us to be safe in our relationship, we really believe we need to be more than one person. Is that because we're trying to be safe? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really do believe it. I do believe it's because because it doesn't feel safe. If I'm if I'm the real Kathy, Bill, Bob, you know, whatever, at work, then there's no way they would fire me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't mm-hmm. love me. They wouldn't appreciate mm-hmm. me. My my husband wouldn't understand. My kids would think I was my kids would think I was weird. Yeah, I wouldn't be being the best mom I could be if I was my authentic self because mm-hmm. somehow. Um, we, we've really bastardized it and made it wrong. And, yes. you know, and so yes. when I, when I go into being yourself, it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's the, I really, I'm learning more and more. It's the deepest work that one of the deepest works that we can do because mm. my, my new philosophy, which has come out of the G keys, you know, you and I yeah, did work around totally. the G keys, right? Yes. So the idea that all of us are, we're one, we're spirit. This conversation is, is, you know, at least in our circle especially, but I think more and more in mass consciousness is becoming part of the discussion. Yep. Even though we, we don't really know how to do that. <laughs> That's just, we still experience separation most of the time. Uh, yet the idea of being one is becoming more popular. And how do you do that? How do you dissolve the separation and remember you are one and we are all God? And then still have this authentic self-expression. Mm. And it's, you know, it's something our personal friend Michael Beckwith talks yes, about, right? Yes. It's like it, consciousness is in you, as you, and through you. Yes, yes. And it's like that unique expression of consciousness is the novelty that God and spirit is desiring in order for it to experience itself in a way it couldn't prior to having 7.5 billion versions of itself. <laughs> right? It didn't have that. This is what I'm learning in another course that I'm in. It's like it didn't have that novelty. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it knew one thing. It was beautiful and perfection. Mm-hmm. And it, it desired for whatever reason, This some, some things are just a fucking mystery and it's okay. But it desired that novelty. And now I believe our uniting back as one and dissolving separation and being in Christ consciousness depends on the unique expression of all of us. Because when we own that, like the Marion Williamson quote says, my favorite quote, it gives permission for other people to shine. Yeah. And it does something else that I think is so important. It stops you from comparing yourself to anyone yes. else. The judgment of who you are and who you are not is gone. Yeah. Because you're just too busy living who the fuck you are and owning it. Yeah. And then when you're in that place, not only does the judgment and comparison go away, so does the fear because you don't have to compete. And then you can just see the beauty and perfection in someone else doing that thing also. Mm. Expressing themselves fully, being fully God and being fully consciousness in, the, in their experience. And all of a sudden you like – 
you're in such wonder and joy of them doing it and just celebrating them doing it and you're doing it and now there's no comparison, there's no judgment, there's no separation. There is only celebration. Mm. Right. Yeah, the compare to despair dilemma. I mean, I've I've been through that in in I'm sure you have all of us have because it's 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 it's, it's actually it's conditioned into us. Mm-hmm. That's why we have a hierarchical society that that predicates elitism up here and then all the way down to the commons and then you know to the untouchables, so to speak. Um, so that's really interesting, and I feel like that's something right within this conversation around authenticity why it's so difficult at times or seems so difficult to be fully expressed and why this phrase, my friend Coop Blackston, who was on the show a while ago, he so good. And he was, he, um, you know, one of the things that he, he says is we have this illusion or this story of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, clients, we say this too sometimes like, I I don't know why I'm sick. It's like, come on, like, let's examine that a little bit. And all of a sudden, we we do know if we just investigate that the question that's being asked. And so, yeah, I'd like to talk about that for a moment for everyone's benefit. You know, this this idea of um, and wherever it goes, but just this idea of comparison being almost like a, it's like a virus yeah. in our society. I, there's no better term I, I think you could give it. Yeah. At least not, nothing that's coming to mind. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a cancer for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I, I believe the two, the, the two biggest, um, thieves of anyone's, of, of, of our dreams and the, the, the desires and things that we're wanting to, to create in the world are our own self doubt mm-hmm. and comparison. You know, the, the irony to the whole thing too is like, we're comparing ourselves oftentimes like going back to the Tony Robbins example. I'm going to compare myself to Tony Robbins who's like 30 years yeah, ahead. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like let me look at, at year one or year two for him yeah. since I'm in year, my year one, year two. And I bet you, I bet you uh, from what I understand actually of his story that he was he just fucking – Making it happen, push, yep. push, push, and just failing along the way. Yep. Right? And just, and, you know? And so it's interesting. Um, that's why, one, because there is only you, um, the perfect, divine, unique you, there is nothing to compare to. Yeah. That's it. The pe- period. Um, and so it is the thief of dreams. You are completely right. It is, it is inbred in us, right? And there's value to sports. We were talking about basketball for mm-hmm, you right mm-hmm. there's absolutely value to to these to these things um and they do they create competition and comparison um it's bred in us in a very capitalistic society that we live in again competition and comparison right who's winning the game um and so how do you do that how do you either play that game or and, and be fully authentically you or better yet, how do you just be authentically you and opt the fuck out? Mm, right? That's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, so you have a choice. Totally. Yeah. The, one of the scariest ones I believe people will make. Yeah. The, the opt out model. Yeah, the opt out. Yeah. Because yeah. yep. the fear is, well, then will I still be supported? Mm. So whether people can – I believe in my coaching after doing this for eight years, if I really hit the heart of what everyone's experiencing, it's a desire for love or a fear of losing it. Yeah, 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 totally. That's it. Mm-hmm. If I don't fear I'm going to lose love, then I'll go do anything. I'll go right. be and do anything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Because mm-hmm. you know? um, if we distill it down, it's like, okay, so if I do this, what will happen? Well, if I well, – I, I could – fail or my, my husband will leave me or my, my, my kids wouldn't understand or how do I show up at the PTA meeting or my boss will fire me. Well, then it'll happen. Then what will happen? Well, if my boss fires me, then I don't have a job and I can't, you know, my, it'll be a financial strain in the house and I might lose our house. Okay. And then what happens? And if we continue to really get to the root of it all, it's like, then, then, then I'll be alone and no one will love me. You know, yeah. 
And it's like if you if you understood, if you could really get into the cells of your being, that when you are fully expressed in, in your genius, because that's really what we're talking about, just being completely in your yeah. your, your space of genius yeah. and being expressed in it no matter what it looks like. It's different for every, every single person. That's the beauty. That not only are you served and supported, you are celebrated. Mm. You you it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You just you just will win. The universe conforms. It says, Wow, that's there you go. We've been waiting. Welcome. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And to trust that is one of the scariest things. It really is. It really is. It's like it my experience has been that the thing that seems the scariest is the edge of my own, you know, the edge of discomfort and to ride that edge and to be willing to go into it. It's like, you know, everything that I want exists on the other end of it, yet I don't know what that is. You know, so it's my friend Kyle C says that, um, you know, a few years ago we were hanging out and uh, he was, he was, uh, he said this really interesting quote that just kind of was like, whoa, Every once in a while, he'll say something insightful like this where um, trying to trying to draw it up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I remember there was like a lot of uh, energy around it. But what he said was that you always know what you're going to lose, but you never know what you're going to gain. And I still use that today. Like, that's so true. So, we're, so it's like a lot of times I feel that people are hoping it's going to look a certain way. And they're sometimes afraid of that it's not. They're not going to get exactly what they want. Um, maybe because they don't know what they want. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. It, it, it's partly that. A lot of times when I start to work with somebody, I recognize they know and it scares them or they won't own it. Oh, that okay. They, so they, sometimes they're they more scared it. of what they actually want and they know it. Because yeah. to them it doesn't, it, it doesn't make logical sense. They can't see a how. Right. Right? Yeah. They yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. the path. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what you just said in the, 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 the Kyle C's quote or paraphrase is, is beautiful because every day people are trading the, 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 the known, mm-hmm. right? That like they're, they're giving up the unknown for the known. It's like, sure, I could absolutely win and experience the most fulfilling, amazing, epic life ever. And <laughs> I might not. I might go bankrupt. I mm, might fucking fail. Mm, I mm. might. And what I do know is this job's feeding me right now. Yep. I things aren't aren't really bad, but they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so I will absolutely trade this known for the unknown. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or trade the unknown for this known. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Sac- sacrifice the unknown mm. for this known. This is this is fantastic. One of the things that I really I'm really I've just lived my personal life on the edge of of faith, really. When I look back on everything I've done and all the all the faith walks I've been through, there's something inside of me that just jumps. And it's not really impractical, but it's just like life just shows up and it just nudges me out of what I thought it was that I was doing or I gave my life to for five years and then all of a sudden it's like, Choo! and then it, it's like, okay, I, I just somehow in, intuitively, I just instinctually know that I have to, I have to pivot. And it appears to me that that is very difficult for a lot of people. And I think it took me a while to even understand that because for me, although it's not easy, it feels natural in a sense, like to be in the discomfort mm-hmm. and just to choose courage it's almost like a spiritual prerogative that I have. Um, whereas I feel like for a lot of people it's there yeah. and they know it, but they're, they're, they're so into questioning it. Totally. Like, what, what am I going to get out of this? The, the, the only, what, what you just said, the reason why that, that is so very powerful is because the reason why it feels natural to be in that uncomfortable place is because at least you're 
pivoting yeah. in the direction it. That's right. Whatever the fuck it whatever is. Whatever it is, yeah. At least you're pivoting in that direction. Yeah. So to some degree, even if there's some uncomfort, you're remaining in flow. You're go- you're, you're you're allowing yourself to trust it. The only time when when you don't experience that is that when you're in resistance to it. Right. When 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 that wind is blowing and you refuse to be the palm tree with with some give mm-hmm. and, and, to, and to have some bend, mm-hmm. what do you do? You put up a wall and, yeah. you, and, it's, and it's pushing against you and it hurts, or you snap. Mm. Those are the two things. Mm. You are either going to resist and you will feel that resistance and you will fight against it with every yeah. tooth and nail. Or you break. Mm. But when you bend and point in the direction of it, you're just – there's – even though it's uncomfortable at, at times, there's yeah. there's some ease to it. And the reason why is because that's our natural state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing fixed. There, there's nothing static. There's yeah. just – that doesn't exist in the universe. Mm-hmm. It, that's one – that's one – fundamental thing we know about about the quantum right it's yep. it's always in motion yep period there's not there's nothing not continuity in always exactly yeah yeah so, so go with that you know mm-hmm. one of my favorite books is um uh the spontaneous evolution by bruce Lipton. yep mm-hmm. you know and there's just some foundational things he talks about just how to how to parallel our life with nature yeah and, and with the functions of the, the very cellular you know operations in our body and when you look at how those things work, how those hierarchies and structures work, just in natural way, and you apply that to how you live, right. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. And, and so, and even just the word evolution, I really believe like that is our next evolution. There's a renaissance that's happening, and this new renaissance. I've heard Daniel Schwachenberger talk about this, where it's like the next leap in our in our human evolution is going to be greater. Yeah. Like 10 times more, mm-hmm. 100 times more substantial, almost unquantifiably yeah. how much more substantial this nev- next evolutionary leap is going to be yeah. from our original evolutionary leap. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Single right, 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 right. Yeah, the, it's going to be bigger than that. Yeah, the evolutionary story of how long it took to get here, yeah. it's going to be a quick emergence. It's actually going to be something that emerges through what's already been established it's not going to look the same way and that brings up an interesting point too is that oftentimes we are looking to the future or predicting the future from a past reference so like oh well this is how it happened in the evolution of of humanity or the evolution of my life and therefore it's going to take another 20 years to get here it's like well that could happen in the split in a split second by you saying yes to it opposed to the 20 years of saying no. Yeah. It's one of the principles that I, I teach my clients. It's, yeah. It's the principle of half that. Oh yeah. If someone sells, tells me it's going to take a year, great. D- great. How do we do it in six months? Mm. You know, half mm. that. 10 years, great. What's, what do we do in five years? Right. And I, I've even heard people take that even to a, an even deeper level beyond that. 10 years, great. Well, how do we do it in a year? Yes. Right. And, yes. And, and Everything around us, technologically wise, and um, it, what we're learning about epigenetics and yes. about our neuroplasticity, yes. everything around us is really supporting us cutting those timelines because technically time is irrelevant and, right. and non-existent anyway. It's not right. linear to begin with. Right. So for us to think that we can we can bend it or timeline hop, it's not as crazy it used to be. No, it's 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 actually it's more <laughs> logical once you understand yeah. a little bit of the scientific premise and then you just look at like you said, look at the probabilities of nature. Um is the old scientific model that has plagued humanity for at least the last hundred or two two hundred years called materialism. Right. Is just like, and now it's just a joke. It, so much of it is just corporate, corporate bias, trying to get a result. So they keep manipulating the the scientific experiment until they get the result they want. Then they're like, okay, here's what the science says. Okay. Discarding about ninety percent of the experiments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but really, it's like there's this fluidity and there's this there's this unpredictability, right? So like one of the things that I love about this, and I think it's very relative is about the anomaly. I'm always interested in the anomaly. I don't want to know, uh, not that I don't want to know, but I'm not as interested in, in the, 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 the 10 experiments that produce the same result. That's cool. And what's the X factor? 
what's the one experiment that was so far off the beaten path, but it's un, but you can't ignore can't it. it. It produced exponential results, mm-hmm. but you can't necessarily duplicate. I want to know about that because I bet you that has a lot to do with flow. Mm-hmm. I bet you that has a lot to do with tapping into something that you may not be able to quantify, but it's something you feel, sure. right? Yeah, you just know to be true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I think it's that's a case-by-case because case, obviously yeah. sometimes you can just have something go awry, you know, that there's some, some factor where someone wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like so, scientific so, breakthroughs so, so often, the specimen or whatever. But, yeah, like the greatest <laughs> breakthroughs often happen from breakdowns. Totally, totally. And so I feel like sometimes within this conversation too, sometimes in our life, Things have to break down or seemingly break down yeah. in order for us to tap into something that's greater. Because yeah. it gets us out of our comfort zone. That goes back to the self-expression, to the authenticity. Um, where, where, where people start to panic is they say, okay, I know I'm meant to do this. Mm. Or I would really love to experience life like this. Mm. I don't know what it totally looks like. Um, I, I was close to it at one point in my life. And I'm, now I just feel like it just has to happen now. Yeah. I don't, know how else to, I don't know how else to explain it. Now's the time. It's like a now or never feeling. Yeah. Great. We start to take some movement towards that. Okay. And as they move towards it, the familiar becomes unfamiliar we start to get static. We stir the gooky stuff under the bottom of the pot. And in that time, they start to step into who they really are trying to express themselves yeah. as, their, their true authentic selves. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's this interesting panic that sets mm. in, right? Because of because of because of what you're just saying, there is a dying. Yes. There's there's a literal sense of death. That's happening. And there's there's some of us who are built in a way, more masculine, by the way, because mm-hmm. it's somewhat of a masculine trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us who are built to kind of get jazzed and excited by mm-hmm. that death mm-hmm. and challenged by it and, and like, oh, what's, you know, yet the, 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 the current state is to create complete, it creates complete fear and panic. Yes. And in order for that new version of you, original, right? The authentic, true version of you to be birthed, there has to be a death. Yes. How you take that is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some folks, it is like, fuck it, I'm all in. And they're able to move and leap. And some folks will resist and fight it and they'll have moments where they're in it and moments when they're not. And if they can just... Continue to take one breath, one step. Yeah. One breath, one step. And understand that that experience of, of death, even though it may not be literal, in it, but it feels very real, if they can understand that that's normal. <laughs> and just continue to take one step, one breath. And if you're working, preferably if you're working with somebody, you trust the process. And you continue to move towards just the purest most divine, authentic version of you and just express whatever it feels like in the moment because as you do that, there is something that unfolds. You don't hit the mark right off the bat. You just don't. When you're so rusty or you've never had an experience of who that person is because you were always conditioned to be the Ivy athlete Mm -hmm. and now now you're like, no, I always wanted to dance and my dad thought I was gay and I just, it got bred out of me. Yeah. Or, um, or you're a, you know you're a woman and you, you had to take on such a masculine role to be a provider and and something is saying you, you want to take a different direction but the energy of that direction is calling upon a part of you that has been dormant then you just get to know it's going to get rough and sticky and and you know and you just got to trust that that's normal yep yeah you really yeah know. yeah and, and and to know that as you do it it'll look a certain way mm. and do the next best version Mm. And then keep exploring and mm. opening. You will not just be like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it won't just be this perfect, authentic expression of you with the perfect vehicle behind it. The vehicle being what career you do, right? It's like you yeah. know, whether it's natural science and, and medicine and yeah. peak potential thing or whether it's the expression and speaker coach yeah. or, or whether it's the person who creates the next new app. Yeah. It, it won't come out of the gate 
as far as your naturalness of being you. Totally. Full expression authenticity. Absolutely. Right? There's like the chipping away. There's the David, the statue of David. Right? It wasn't just one kink, 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 and there's David. Yeah. It continuing to buff, to shine, to and then and then there's David. Absolutely. I mean, what just came to my mind was, I mean, it's so obvious, but we take it for granted. You know, when I was in junior high, I wanted to play professional basketball. And I've been a martial artist all my life up to that point. And um, for some reason, my coordination in basketball didn't kick in until senior year. And then I was like, it was like night and day. Um, but up to that point, I mean, it was a struggle and like, you know, I, I wasn't as fast or as coordinated, um, as everyone else. Um, however, I continued to keep training and practicing and then it just clicked. And the moment it clicked it, I mean, where it is now, even like when I was 21 up to I'm 31 now. And because of how I've taken care of myself, um, I can still perform when I'm in training at the same level, um, for the most part. And the way that I'm able to perform basketball, I mean, it looks completely different than it did, you know, when I was younger. And so it's just kind of a basic idea of like, it looked one way. And oftentimes we're like, Oh, they're not, they're not natural athlete. It's kind of a hobby. There's no real future. Right. Um, so I found, I just found that just came in. I was like, wow, that's really fascinating. It yeah. did not start looking the way it does as smooth and graceful and, and explosive as it does now and as precise. Yeah. Um, however, that was, that was the accumulation of like the bamboo tree. Yeah. Like it was just a long time. And then when it clicked, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but it was actually over the consistency of just kind of building out the, the foundation. That's it. There's times right now where people are like, you are in your genius. You're in your wheelhouse. Yeah. They saw it coming, yeah. you know, and they're like, you, you're you nailing it right now. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, doing, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep doing that. And what what I feel is like at first, it, it, some version of it feels like you, feels true. Don't discount it. Just keep refining. Like what, like mm-hmm. the, the, what you just said is also very practical advice for – just being yourself sure for, for, for self-expression for being the authentic version of you relates very well to what you just said that basketball analogy because mm. at first it, fe- it could feel awkward yeah you know it feels like it feels like you're kind of doing it and you're kind of not doing it yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like it just it's flow it's natural and people would think that that was just always the case oh totally always the oh case. yeah oh yeah 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 i mean it's funny like when i when i after I came back from college and then I would go back, uh, to where I grew up and I'm and a few people from high school saw me and then we played together and they're like, Oh my, what the heck? They're like, Whoa, where does that come from? Like, like, uh, you know, just kept, at it, yeah. just kept at it. Yeah. Same thing would be like, if you think of like our big pop stars, man, it's like, you know, you think of Beyonce and, and Destiny's Child was always a star, always mm-hmm. badass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You look at what she's putting out now. Mm-hmm. She is there's a, a level of fucking ownership and yeah. authenticity. Ownership is a big Ooh. one. Oh yeah. my God, man. Yeah. That woman is owning it and doing it pregnant. And it just doesn't look the same. <laughs> it looks like an a, a, a experience of just power and authenticity and ownership that just wasn't available until mm-hmm. she continued to just to do that thing that felt um, real and true. Yes. So just keep doing what feels that really right true. there. So with the time we have left, I would love to to hit the note on this ownership piece because sure. it's like that's really where the rubber meets the road. At some point, we have to own our gifts and we have to own really take full responsibility for our life, right? Yeah. And just and just own like this is my dharma. This is what I was incarnated for, and this is what I'm about. Um, what and for people listening. It, it, for me, it's almost like it's like there's no real steps to that. But at the same time, through this consistency model, which is super practical and super basic, like what what are a couple of things that most people out there, maybe everybody could do to start taking more ownership yeah. in their life? You're right that there is no one way. There's no like, here's the three steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> put in your email here. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? Uh, the seven magic keys. Um, and at the same time, there there are some core foundational 
some core foundational principles, I believe, some universal, yes, some yes. universal principles, laws, yeah. principles. Yeah. Um, and, and it, 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 it does go to, to self trust mm. uh, much of my work. So, you know, I, what I talk in a very grounded, uh, straightforward, plain language, practical way. Much, much of my work though is belt, based in, in research and science and metaphysics and, and mm-hmm. really spiritual woo woo shit. Yeah, yeah. Plant medicines and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and just shaman work. I've done it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yet then, then how do we bring it back to this uh, seemingly 3d experience in this human, human form and make it practical. So it applies and makes sense. Yeah, so the, yeah. the couple of things I, I want to share in this closing time is like one, that it really is foundational. It will infuse and inform every aspect of your being, your life. But my client, one of my one of my favorite clients, um, owns a print shop in Hawaii. He came to me knowing he was meant to be a hip hop artist. Had never done it. Never put together an album. Never even been on stage. Had one, um, like, uh, like uh, what was it? Like a, a talent show. And I think came in second. Didn't even fucking win the talent show. But just just knew he really wanted to perform and do this thing. But he had this print shop, T-shirts and hats and things like that out in Hawaii. Six years in business. After working together within one year, okay, his business grows by revenue of about 20 to 30%. And he brings on a team of people, two actual employees versus just having some part-time intern. So his business is actually growing and improving, bringing in new equipment, really starting to take, it's really starting to take form in a whole new way after six years of owning this thing. Mm -hmm. More importantly though, he's been on stage performing almost every single month on the average since we've been working together. Wow. He literally has professionally recorded his first ever hip-hop LP with 10 amazing tracks and has done two music videos at the same time. Wow. All in this one year. And he's not – it's just – he's not the same person. He has a level of ownership of stepping into this archetype. I always I always try to get my clients to step into ar- archetypes. Mm-hmm. Like you are a king. Yes. Remember you are a king embody that shit you're a yeah. you're a hip-hop king mm-hmm. what's that look like mm-hmm. put it on like a coat so one of the principles that i want to share is like if you could if, if you could pretend to be that person if you could shape that person as the, the your future self the superhero that you're living into and then you could give them an archetype right what is, what is it? Is it the explorer adventure? Yes. Is it the is it the king? Is it the warriors? The warrior king. For me, that's massive. It's the mm-hmm. warrior king. I've done enough past life regressions to know mm-hmm. why those two make mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. And or is it the alchemist and the wizard? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it is it the shaman? What's that archetype? If you can even just in a blurry way put your finger on it and head in that direction and start to embody it and put it on like a coat and say, okay, if I stepped into the archetype of warrior king or or alchemist or wizard, Mm. what would I do right now? Mm. How would I say this thing that wants to come out of my mouth? How would I show up in this relationship? How how would I walk into my job or business right now? And that is one way to kind of step towards – what you are beginning to feel as your authentic self, as your ex- ex- your, your self fully expressed would be what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it would be Martha Stewart. Great. You know, <laughs> it would be the, the, the most magnificent person in the kitchen that anyone ever's ever met, you know? And so great. Put that on. So, like for me, honestly, you know, I talk about being authentic in, in self-expression and and my coaching really is about completely eliminating all the old BS, the, the, the stuff that we thought we were, and really wiping the slate clean, dealing with tra- childhood wounds and traumas, mm-hmm. just totally, uh, totally like doing a, a paradigm shift and a story rewrite on our whole life, cleaning the slate, seeing the potential of who we could be, and then designing our life from that clean slate, mm-hmm. no, no longer carrying a briefcase of bricks running in quicksand, <laughs> right? <laughs> Saying like the, the past is not who I am. It's been my experience. Here's my new way of experiencing and looking at it. Mm-hmm. Clean slate. When I look ahead, this archetype I think I want to live into looks like this. Cool. 
new new level, new higher frequency, new platform to now envision our life from. Yes. Design from there. Yeah. Yes. Design from there. Yeah. So my, my, my process is uh, remove these blocks, traumas, past experiences, get them at the root, at the spiritual level, you know, heal that, heal thyself. Then it's to, as we've cleaned the slate, look forward at what's possible. What are we living into? What are we really desiring? Even if it looks one way now, we'll know, just trusting you know it'll be different in the future. And now build from there without, with, with a whole anything is possible perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Archetype is a great way to do that. Looking at your future archetype. Another thing is, is you already said it during this interview, the, the lie of I don't know. Yeah. One of the best things I do with my clients is have them t- take that out of their language. Yeah. It's not allowed in your vocabulary anymore. Mm-hmm. I never allowed it on my coaching calls. Mm. You cannot say I don't know. Yeah. If you did know, right? It, just just feel into – Even if you feel like you don't know, what if you did know? Right. Just feel, <laughs> just feel into – Just uh, this is the thing that I want people to understand. Uh, if you could take away anything, we're all making it up. There's never been, there's never been anyone. There's never been a Bill Gates, a a Steve Jobs, a Walt Disney, a fucking, you know, the, the Colonel of KFC. There's never been a Martha. There's never been anyone who isn't making it up. Even the people with all the information, it's, it's made up. That's it. That's it. That's it. It just sounds better than it did before. Period. (laughs) Period. You may be trying to put your, your spin on it. And and you you still get to bring your unique expression to it. The reason why it's all made up is great. So how are you going to make up whatever it is you want to make up? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what gives me the greatest permission. Yeah. Is I don't I don't have to know how or figure it out or follow a template. You know, my clients come to me because they're looking for some because they're a rebel, and they've tried to do other people's systems and templates, and it fails, and they think there's something wrong with them. No, mm. no, there's something so right with you. Yeah, there's something so right with you, <laughs> and I fucking get it. And it's because it's not supposed to look any one way. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, like giving yourself permission around that, that I'm just making it up. You mean we're all just making it up right, and getting right, really right. excited about that, yeah. right? So no more I don't know. Stepping into an archetype that feels good and trying it on like a coat and continuing to allow yourself to re- refine and remembering that we're all just making it up. And so – and then the last thing is anytime you see yourself competing and comparing, do your very best to let it go, mm. to, to, to put your mind on – what it is that you're here to do. Mm-hmm. As one of my mentors and friends says, super creation. What's your super creation? Focus on that to the exclusion of all other things. You see yourself, you catch yourself, oh, you know, why is that person on stage? And how come I wasn't on that interview? And I, right. oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you, you hear yourself like beating someone else, someone else up because, oh my God, I've been saying that for years. And, and it's like, great. How's that working for you, hey. buddy? Just own your fucking shit. You own your journey. Yeah. Come back and just catch it. Catch it. Don't beat yourself up, right? There's there's no point throwing a second dart in your own back. Yeah. Just notice it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. you go, Dallas. I love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Relax. Mm-hmm. Come back to what you get to do and just get back on track. Those are, the, those are the, I think, the, the main foundation principles that are we're sharing in the moment. Mm. Fantastic. Awesome. So where can everybody find more about your work? Where can they get a hold of your transmissions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for asking me. Uh, Facebook, I'm on there probably too much, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, do, I, do a, I do a show on Facebook five days a week, Monday through Friday, called The Transmission. I do it at random times of the day because it's literally when I feel inspired or have the time. So my commitment is to have some structure around it and do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And just you, you can you can know it'll be it'll be there for the most part. Um, and then the timing is you know I always announce it though like hey in thirty minutes or at six p.m. or whatever. Yeah. So you can just just follow me on Facebook and you can see that you can watch the transmission and enjoy those. Um, the other way is through adversity to abundance.com. Mm. Um, so I have this, I, there was this, there was this thing that cha- a time that changed everything and this kind of aha moment for me when I recognized that everything was so happening in my favor. And then I went even deeper than that. 
I went, I went even deeper. And the, the, the general umbrella is your challenges are your greatest gifts. That's the name of the keynote. And yet, um, there's so many more layers to that, that most will not either understand or explore. So Mm. this, this free talk is a great way to get into that new way of looking at your life. Okay. And, um, then there's just a a few uh, videos, a little series of videos that follows up after that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like, well, you know, it's free, obviously. You can always unsubscribe. But if you go to adversity to the word T-O, abundance.com, adversity to abundance.com, there's that. You know, just my way of saying, hey, I get it and where you're at. And hopefully this serves. Here's, mm. here's some value. The the other two things that I want to offer is, um, is speak, express impact. Because I feel there's so many people with a beautiful message. Everyone has a unique story to express, and mm-hmm. I want you all sharing your story. I work with a lot of aspiring coaches and authors who have beautiful content, and beyond the content, they're really wanting to capture the heart and the mind of their audience and inspire people and attract their ideal client mm-hmm. and not just deliver a message. Mm-hmm. And some part of it feels inauthentic, some part of it feels scary. And so if you really want to own your power on video and stage and get your message across and do it authentically and make a bigger impact, that is speakexpressimpact.com. Awesome. Speakexpressimpact.com. And then my current program, Helping People Find Their Purpose, which is uh, ignitingyourpurpose.com. Mm. So those, those, awesome. are the, those are my two signature things that I, I want to invite people into, who are who are ready to do the to do do some work mm-hmm. and get assistance. Otherwise, the first one I mentioned is just check me out type of thing. Cool, and we'll put that in the show notes for yeah, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate this it. was super fun. I had a blast, man. I, I knew it would be so fluid and amazing. Mm-hmm. So thank you, bro, and thank you for for uh, the work that you do for real. Mm, thank you. Yeah, you show up in a very powerful way. So. Mm, appreciate that. Thanks for joining me.